Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Bible study versus sermon. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Llewellyn, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so technically we've covered both of these topics, but today I want to go into how they're a little different from each other and how one does not necessarily make the other, which hopefully will make sense later on. Absolutely. Let's start with Bible studies then, because I think that's the one that is the farthest back in the podcast feed, as it were. (laughs) Back in our library, days of yore. Exactly. Mm. So when do you like to do Bible studies? What technically are they? Bible studies are opportunities to get together, gather in small groups or large groups, really depends on what format people choose, to dive into a particular section or particular book of the Bible. Sometimes you can choose a small section. Sometimes you can choose a large section. And you're diving into the background. In our denomination, we look at cultural and contemporary, you know, what was going on around in the time. We're looking at critique around the kind of literary style that's being used, all kinds of different pieces. So we take a look at a lot of different factors. We discuss it. We learn a lot of different things about it and and kind of dig into it. We study the scripture in that way. And there's lots of different methods that we can do that with. Okay. And so that is a basic idea of what a Bible study is. So you could do a Bible study on the book of Ruth. That's a very common kind of Bible study to do. Okay. What kind of prep work goes into this, both for you and for anybody who's in the group? It would depend upon kind of what you agree mutual covenant wise. You would make decisions as a group what kind of Bible study you're looking for. Are you looking for something that is kind of rigorous and academic? Are you looking for something that is more reflective and something that has more journaling to do or more spiritual kind of prayer journey? Are you looking for something that is going to have you do more creative writing kind of piece? It really depends on on what it is that you're hoping to get out of it. So the prep work for the leader, the facilitator, and again, it also depends on whether or not you are writing the Bible study, whether you as the facilitator are the one who is creating the materials, because this would come, a Bible study has a curriculum. Yeah. Just like any lesson plan. It's not just, we decided to pick this one passage and we're all going to sit down and discuss it like a book club. Not necessarily. You can do it that way. You certainly can do it that way, and there's nothing wrong in that. But typically, if it's something that's being led by like a rostered leader or just someone who's been asked to facilitate a Bible study, and you are going to do this in a very structured way, say your church has asked you to lead a six-week Bible study on the book of Genesis, the story of Abraham and Sarah, you can go and find a curriculum for that something that will help you actually walk through the story in a very structured manner, something that will help you learn how to carry the class through with an objective and a through line and have 
questions that will help guide the conversation, all of those kinds of pieces. So you don't have to invent it all yourself, for sure. You can, but there's a lot of access to a lot of different studies that can guide you on the path instead. Does the amount of Bible studies a congregation engages in really depend on the congregation and whether or not they're interested in them? Or is it something that most congregations typically do? It is 100% dependent on the congregation. Yeah? Yeah. And I will be honest that it is 100% dependent upon a congregation and their ability to actually show up for the Bible study. Because every congregation says that they want Bible studies, but what they want is for there to be Bible study on their church's calendar. Oh, interesting. But very few people actually show up, and they are a lot of work to prepare. Sure. Oh, it sounds like it. As the leader, whether it's a rostered person or a lay person, they are a lot of work to prepare a Bible study. You have to read the scriptures ahead of time. You need to read through the lesson plans ahead of time. You do your own research. You do your own looking through and choosing the curriculum and which trajectory you want to take, what commentaries are the pathways you want to go. You kind of take a look at some of the alternatives so you know which ways questions could come up that might derail the conversation and how you might be ready to help guide the conversation back on the pathway where you want it to head. So you're, you know, you're just prepared, like any teacher would be prepared mm-hmm. for a big, deep conversation on a big, deep topic. And so it takes a lot of time to prep for a Bible study class. And it's very rare that people actually show up, in all honesty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean... Six weeks seems like a big ask, even in the before COVID times. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. during COVID, at least you had the advent of Zoom, which made it a lot easier to, you know, supposedly attend to these things because you don't have to leave your house. Commute is not an issue. Right. But perhaps a shorter Bible study where it's just a standing thing? No, doesn't matter. Still hard to get people to show up. Okay. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. At least in my, and maybe it's just me as the teacher. Maybe I'm just real boring as a teacher. I highly doubt that, but. It's possible. It is possible. And there are some uh, weekly text studies. Now there's like a hybrid between Bible studies and sermons. We're going to kind of, I'll use this as kind of a segue in some ways. To say that there's this hybrid where Bible studies are really on any part of the scripture, especially the parts that we will not use in a Sunday morning sermon Mm -hmm. that are not chosen as part of the lectionary. They are stories that are too big to address on a Sunday morning sermon. They're stories that are just too complex, too rich. There's too much going on in them to try to address in 12 to 20 minutes on a Sunday morning. And so to give them an hour for a Bible study is what you really need. You need that 45 minutes to an hour to unpack the story together. And so the next kind of option is a text study. And other people may call them other things, but typically... A shorthand version is called a text study. And that is where people gather 
either right before or right after a Sunday service to talk about the texts that are going to be used in the Sunday worship service. Okay. And they talk about what they hear in the scripture and what might be coming up for the Sunday worship service. And in some ways, it gives the preacher a chance to hear from the people what might be stirring from the spirit among the people. It could be if it's done afterwards, it could be reflections on the sermon Mm -hmm. and reflections and curiosities that are walking away from the service. If it's before the sermon is written or preached, you can hear what the Spirit is stirring up among God's people that might inform the sermon. Frantically rewrite your sermon. (laughs) Or let it inform the sermon Mm -hmm. and write it after that. So I find that Congregations that have long-standing text studies, weekly text studies of the scriptures for the Sunday service to come, that those often remain robust. Interesting. And that people continue to participate in those through the years. Do those tend to be some sort of either a learning hour if it's before church or come as sort of some coffee, juice, donuts and talk about the sermon kind of thing? I think it depends on the different congregation. I think the ones that I've seen and interacted with have been during the week. Okay. And so it's sometime during the week that people will come either on a morning or an evening during the week before and have some kind of beverage and a snack maybe and sit for half an hour, 45 minutes and talk about what they hear and Maybe it's formal, maybe it's informal, and then go on about their day. That's fascinating. And I think that if it's the reflection style about the sermon and what they've heard, that it is kind of a coffee hour thing. Sure. I haven't been a part of one of those, but that it's more of a coffee hour afterwards, sit and chat, what did you hear, what's rustling, what questions do you have, what do you want to learn more about? Does that intrigue you at all to sit and listen to one of those? Yeah. Sort of help figure out if you got your point across or maybe dig a little further on where you didn't get a point across that you were hoping to? It would be intriguing. I think it's also hard because you're already on to the next deadline. Uh You're already on to the next sermon. So I wonder how it would, how it would inform the, like, Would it be helpful to do the reflection or would it derail the next sermon's prep? I don't know. It would be really a fascinating question. Interesting. Okay, so this is leading us into what makes a sermon different from a Bible study or a text study. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you alluded to it earlier when you said it's usually something that you cannot unpack in the amount of time that a sermon has. And what kind of things are we talking about here? Stories, like we talked about in our last podcast, some of these big stories of Abraham and Sarah and like the sacrifice of Isaac and big pieces like that. The book of Ruth, we might get small pieces of the book of Ruth, but there are big nuances within that book that could really be brought out in a much longer study. The book of Job There are themes and ideas within that book. You can maybe touch on just the surface in a sermon, but to really dig into it and contemplate the mystery of that book, you need time. 
the Psalms. There's so much about the Psalms that I love and adore. We've done multitude of podcasts. I think we did a series of five mm -hmm. podcasts on that, right? I can't even do that in a sermon series because people get bored. That's an entire like month and a half on preaching on the Psalms and people get bored by that. So that's a Bible study topic. Uh -huh. That's a topic for intentional study, intentional work, not something that is for sermon time. How much do you take into consideration your audience? Because with a sermon, you're typically talking to a wider group, right? Whereas mm -hmm. a Bible study is either people who have signed up for it or are somehow, I'm going to guess if they're a kid conscripted to do it because it's part of confirmation. <laughs> I, you definitely take into account your audience. You definitely aim it. If it's a confirmation class, you aim the study for them. You aim it age appropriate. You aim it to their context, to what is on their hearts, the world that they are a part of. Because again, the reality is that we all live in the same world, but how we experience it is vastly different. Mm -hmm. And our teenagers are experiencing the world vastly differently than adults are experiencing it right now. Mm -hmm. And their questions, when it comes to questions talking about a worldwide flood is very different, right? Mm -hmm. they have questions about what it would be like to experience a worldwide flood and economic catastrophe based on climate crisis. They have very strong and real questions about that because mm -hmm. they fear that in their lifetime, they will experience this. And so aiming the conversation towards their questions or being ready and prepared to answer a teenager's question about why are there such things as catastrophic, cataclysmic events that reshape our world? And how do we understand God's actions within cataclysmic climate actions? And being ready to answer that to a teenager is vastly different than talking with elders who may still relate to that story very much in a different way. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that either way is wrong. It's just vastly different framing. So when doing a Bible study, it's very important to know who you're talking to and what group you're talking to and what kind of questions they might be asking and where they're going to hit the heart of a question and where they're going to aim a question so that you can be prepared for it and not be completely thrown off guard by it. It's like any children's sermon ever mm -hmm. when they suddenly start asking really big, strange questions and all the adults in the room are like, where did that come from? Nice. <laughs> right. But when it comes to a sermon, you're preaching to a Sunday morning crew. You're preaching to the visitor. You're preaching to, it's like you're just taking the popcorn and throwing it out into the world and hoping somebody likes popcorn. But it's also not a conversation. Mm -hmm. Like it is and it isn't. 
you know, maybe you open it up for some feedback, but it's not the same kind of question answer. Do you like the Bible study for that sort of question and answer, which you don't typically get, even though you do open up a lot of your sermons for interaction? I do love that format in Bible study. I'm not a kind of pedantic teacher. I don't do a lot of lecturing when I teach. I don't think I do some, but I really love to feed off of questions when I teach. And I do love that a lot. And I mean, it, you just got to stay on your toes mm-hmm. and who know, you're probably going to say something wrong at some point. <laughs> we are human. Or have to say, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. So as long as you're comfortable with that, you're okay, I guess. <laughs> All right. I'm going to throw podcasts into this mix. Yeah. Because it is another way to sort of expand on a particular topic. Even yeah. though our podcasts typically run about 20 minutes or so, that's still long for a sermon. Yeah. And it's a very different format. Yep. Do you ever think at some point this really should be a Bible study or this should be a podcast or I should throw this into sermon? I don't think about it that way, but that's a great, I wonder if I would think about things that way. I think because we have done the podcast so collaboratively for these years Uh that I don't get into my head, oh, that would be a great podcast. We should do that as a podcast. I don't think of those things too much on my own. Although... There was something the other day that I was like, oh, I should write that down. That would Uh be a podcast topic. I've learned in this amount of time we've been doing this, you really do have to write it down. Yeah, they just fly away. (laughs) Totally do. But yeah, that's a curious question. What what exactly is the difference? Our podcasts are so conversational. Mm -hmm. Which is neither a sermon nor a Bible study. Correct. Nor a text study, right? So it's another format altogether. Mm Mm-hmm. So each one is its own being, its own creation. But that's part of where like having Charlie come on and ask questions, I think in some ways that's a little bit more text study style for Mm me uh, because that gives the opportunity for a little bit more of that back and forth thing of the question response sort of piece. Like when we had Charlie come on and ask questions Mm -hmm. about Mary Magdalene, that was a little bit more of like a fishbowl of a text study that I would run. Interesting. And just watching what it would be like to be in a text study with me. Okay, that's going to lead me to my last question then. Is there a Bible study topic that you really, really would love to do, but just haven't had a chance to yet? It's been there and you've just been super excited, just not ever had the opportunity. Hmm. What a cool question. What would be a fun Bible study that I would love to do if people were like super nerdy and super into it and would like show up every single time? Be super excited to get into it with me. I think probably some kind of gospel reading, probably like a reading of the gospel of Mark because it's the shortest of the gospels. And so it would be the least intimidating to read through it together Mm -hmm. and to read through it together and note all the immediately's and note all of the places that are weird and give us questions and to note the ways that Jesus shows up and 
to give people a chance to admit that they've been Christian for decades, but they've never actually read a gospel all the way through once. Mm -hmm. Right. And to let that be okay. And to say, but that's totally, that's totally okay. Let's do it together. And let's sit down and marvel at this and marvel at how it came to be in canon and marvel at how old it is and marvel at how it exists and marvel at the story and to sit and read it like a storytelling, not like a holy scripture that we shall read together, but Mm -hmm. like to read it like a story and engage it like a story that can shape and change us and let it work the miracle. And I, I think in some ways, maybe because I remember the first time I did that and I remember it so viscerally and how it absolutely just shook me to the core and what an incredible experience it was to have Dr. Smith watch me read through that gospel for the first time and for him to be so gracious and so kind to me as I did that, just marveling my way through it. And I would love to marvel with people through the gospel of Mark. I think that would be really joyful. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about Bible studies versus sermons. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And if you have any comments, questions, thoughts, ideas, we would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org. And until we are back in your ears again, remember... God loves you, no matter what.